Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, now celebrating its 10th anniversary. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairytale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairytale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money-saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates 10 years of romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Farron Williams about her ceremony and celebration at Seabreeze Point with a dessert party at Germany in Epcot. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she and her fiancé decided that they wanted to have a Disney wedding, and how they planned everything, and how it all turned out. So welcome, Farron. Hi, so excited to be here. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and Michelle decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. We are in the camp of people who did not grow up knowing that Disney weddings were a thing. (laughs) We actually both had never even been to Disney until November of 2019, and it was an eye-opening experience. It was super fun, and we fell in love with going to Disney World, and we've been about six times since then. So when we were thinking about getting married, I really wanted to have a wedding. Michelle was in the camp that would have been okay going to the courthouse, although she would say now she's very happy that did not happen. (laughs) So we started talking about destination weddings as a compromise to have a smaller, more intimate wedding and just have something a little less traditional. So when we stumbled upon this podcast, as well as the Disney Fairytale Wedding Show on Disney+, Plus, we started looking into it more, leveraged a lot of the resources on your site to even see that it was a feasible option for us. And then once we started to really see that it was an option... We committed and were very excited about the opportunity to get married at a place that is really near and dear to our hearts. That's fantastic. So how did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? We had a mixed bag. Most were really excited. We had a lot of folks who had either never been or hadn't been in a very long time. So they were very excited about that. And then we had a couple that were like, I didn't even know you could get married there. So some that were just trying to get used to the idea of a very non-traditional idea of having a destination wedding at a theme park. Right. Yes. Okay. So how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We invited 71 and then 44 were able to make it. Okay. Got it. Did you set up a room block for them? We did not. We had a lot of folks that had initially expressed that they were likely going to go the Airbnb route. 
my side of the family wanted to do a bigger house and an Airbnb. And we just knew that there was going to be lots of different desires. So we ultimately decided that it was best not to do a room block. Got it. Okay. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your wedding? So we knew we were going to choose a weekday from a cost perspective. The interesting thing about choosing February was we knew that it would be hopefully on the cooler side for Florida. We had a lot of folks that were worried about going to Florida and it being super hot. So we chose February timeframe for that reason. And then interestingly enough, my basketball number was two. And I've always really loved the number two. And then as we were starting to look at the dates and we saw 2-2-2-2 was a weekday, that was our first option. And then our, our backup date was actually Michelle's basketball number. But ultimately, we ended up getting the 2-2-2-2 date. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you decide to have your ceremony and your celebration at Seabreeze Point? So we actually used your site a lot to look at a lot of photos. Michelle actually honed in on Seabreeze Point early on and really liked it as her primary choice. And then the more we looked at photos, the more it felt like us. It was very simple, yet still very pretty. And we wanted something that from a logistics standpoint, that wasn't difficult to have the ceremony, relocate, and then relocate again for the dessert party. So we felt like from a logistics perspective, it was easier to do both the ceremony and the celebration at Seabreeze Point. Got it. Now, did you use any outside vendors for your event? We did. So we used an outside photographer, Eve Yarbrough. Cannot say enough amazing things about her. She ended up becoming a friend of ours. Her husband is her second shooter, and we just hit it off really, really well. It was her first Disney wedding, and she was like amazing throughout the process. Her and her husband are very big Disney fans as well, and it just felt like the universe knew what they were doing when we crossed paths and she was a great vendor from a photographer standpoint. She has outstanding work. And we also used an outside vendor for our bouquets. We used the paper flower market and I actually found the paper flower market through another one of your podcast episodes where a bride had talked about using paper bouquets and I looked through the photos and really liked how they came out. When I did some digging on where that vendor was from, she was from North Carolina, which is where we are from. So it felt like a nice way to include a little bit about where we're from all the way in Florida. So that's, we use both those outside vendors. That's wonderful. How did you choose your officiant? So the officiant, we leveraged a lot of feedback that was in the Facebook group. We found Rini Silverman on the Facebook group and then did some research on her website, reached out to her, had an awesome first call with her. We really liked that she could customize the ceremony. We could make it a little less traditional. We had some subtle Disney elements to it, but also it was very much kind of about who we are. Michelle and I are opposites at heart and she did a really phenomenal job displaying that in the ceremony. And she was Really great to work with. We, we iterated on the ceremony quite a bit, way more than I expected. I've never planned a wedding before and didn't know what that looks like. So it was really cool process where we spent a lot of time going back and forth, making it, you know, exactly what we wanted it to be. That's so great. Did you add any kind of entertainment to the ceremony or the celebration? We did. So um, we had Mickey and Donald come to the celebration 
We chose their glitz outfits. Donald Duck is Michelle's absolute favorite of the Fab Five. And it was a highlight of the the night for sure. We really, really enjoyed having them come. And the kids got all excited when they came out, as well as the adults. I mean, honestly, I think everyone was equally as excited walk, seeing them walk down the little boardwalk portion of Seabreeze Point. <laughs> Now, that's interesting because not a lot of people know that you can request different costumes, and the glitz costumes are not in the pictures. Disney will only send you a couple pictures of costume options. How did you choose those? I love them because they're so sequiny and shiny. I couldn't agree more. We were so excited when we saw that glitz costumes were an option. Again, I can't recommend listening to your podcast enough because i that's exactly where we saw it. There was another bride that shared photos about choosing the glitz costumes and we knew that our ceremony was going to transition from daylight into evening and we knew that the, the kind of the sparkle would really show up as the daylight went down and so that's really where we we knew it was an option was simply through listening to the podcast and hearing some ideas from other folks but i i was thrilled when they told us that we were going to be approved to use those costumes <laughs> that's awesome now, do you have any menu items or cake flavors you can recommend? I personally am a very picky eater, so a lot of this decision relied on Michelle. But the two most popular things that we had were the cheeseburger spring rolls and the chicken and waffle fritters. So both of those were really popular. And then from a cake perspective, we had a three-layer cake where we had a confetti layer, an almond layer, and a churro layer. With, all three were with buttercream. And we actually ended up cutting into the top layer as well. So all three were an option for everyone. I, a sleeper on my end, I did not expect the, to really like the churro. But when we did the cake tasting, it was an overwhelming favorite of mine. <laughs> That's great. Can you tell me a bit about how your dessert party went, how you chose the location, and if you added a ride mix in? Of course. We were actually originally going to be doing our dessert party in Hollywood Studios. We were hoping to do the Fantasmic show, but as most folks know, it's not back yet. So we ended up transitioning from Hollywood Studios to Epcot about two months out from the wedding. And when we switched, some of the pavilion options had already been chosen. And so we ended up choosing Germany A, B, and C because it had fairly good view of that center ring for the harmonious fireworks show and we were nervous about it before getting to the parks but we did a couple park days before the wedding and getting to see it in person before the wedding it really is a great view i think anybody out there that's going to choose germany don't be nervous about it it's still a very good view of the harmonious fireworks show that's great did you guys add a ride mix into your dessert party we did have a ride mix in. We chose Frozen Ever After. Originally, when we were in Hollywood Studios, we had Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. When we switched over to Epcot, we knew we wanted to pick a ride that would appeal to all ages. And we also, Frozen is a must-do for us when we go to Epcot. So it was. we know it's a very pretty ride and it's fun for everyone. And so that's why we chose Frozen. That's great. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day ran? Yeah. So we had hair and makeup start from seven to about noon. Our photographer came to, we were staying at the Riviera. The photographer came to the Riviera about 1130, started doing some detail shots. Once everybody was ready, we did some getting ready moment shots. And then 
We were originally going to do our first look at the boardwalk, but then the day of, we decided we were going to do our first look at the Riviera. From a logistics standpoint, it was easier, and also Riviera is equally as beautiful, so we were comfortable with that. So we did our first look early afternoon. I want to say it was around 1, 1 or one thirty, and that's that range. And then... We ended up actually doing a few family photos at the Riviera and a few bridal party photos. And then our moms actually drove us from the Riviera to the boardwalk where we did a couple more photos with just Michelle and I and a couple of photos with our family. And then we had a transportation arranged with Disney. There was a van that picked up our bridesmaids from the Riviera around 345. So they, everybody was at the ceremony venue around four. We finished up the bridal party photos, tried to get as many family photos as we could done before the ceremony. The ceremony started at five, ended around 5.20, 5.30. Right after the ceremony, we finished out family photos, and then we had the celebration from 5.30 to 7.30, which it flew by. I know you hear that a lot on the, the show is, you know, that, that time goes by really fast, but it was just the right amount of time to get people to eat and get some drinks. And then at 7.30, we walked across the International Gateway and over to the Germany Pavilion for our dessert party, which was started at 8. And then we were there for about an hour before the fireworks show. Then right after the fireworks show, we walked over to Norway to the Frozen Ride and they escorted us right back out to the International Gateway to walk back to the boardwalk parking lot. That's wonderful. Now, when you were planning, what were the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? Definitely photography. You hear it all the time, but the photos are what you take away from the day. So we invested in photography and, like I said, couldn't be more thrilled with Eve. The second thing that we spent a lot of time thinking about and putting effort into was guest experience. We knew that our wedding would probably be a little bit less traditional. We didn't have any dancing or a DJ, um, but we still wanted people to have fun and just feel like they were experiencing something interesting and entertaining for them as well. And so having the characters in the ride mix in was something we prioritized. And then lastly, we splurged on the Riviera room. We ended up choosing a two-bedroom suite at the Riviera, knowing that we were going to be there for a few nights with a large group. We ended up having 12 people in that room on the wedding day, so we wanted to have enough space for people to spread out, the hair and makeup team to have space, and we wanted to have um, everybody just to feel comfortable throughout the day. So we splurged on having um, the Riviera two-bedroom suite as an option. That's great. Were there any aspects that were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? Definitely floral and decor. We are very much less is more people. We really liked the way Seabreeze Point looked on its own. We had a couple of flower clusters on every other row on the end caps. And then we had some light floral on the tables for the celebration. But other than that, we didn't really invest a lot of time or effort into floral and decor. Okay. What ended up being your favorite memory of the day? Surprisingly enough, it was actually the ceremony. And I, I know that might sound surprising to, s- to some folks, but I expected to be super nervous about the ceremony. And while I was a little bit nervous and excited, seeing all of the work 
come together and the, the ceremony to be delivered the way Rini did, it really captured who Michelle and I were as a couple and was very personal to us. And I honestly, it was the thing that was most complimented after the wedding was that was a really sweet ceremony. It was, it was, you know, very encompassing of who we are as people. So we had a few subtle nods to Disney um, and lots of kind of, personal elements to it that really made it special. So I would say that actually the ceremony. That's great. Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Honestly, nothing went wrong. I was obviously nervous not knowing and, and planning from a distance that, you know, did what did I forget? Or is there something I should have put more effort into before we got here? But Really nothing went wrong. I have to speak super highly of the team that was with us from Disney. They were on top of it. They were super communicative when we got there. From the the moment we had rehearsal until the end, they were very attentive. They know what they're doing. It was a flawless experience from that perspective. Wonderful. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be? I was really worried about parking. I didn't understand how, where and how people would park. Um, it ended up being not a big deal. Ultimately, the guidance we were given was, hey, folks, you're going to park at the Boardwalk Resort parking lot. They just need to let the folks know that they're here for a wedding. And no big deal. It was kind of easy breezy after that. But I was worried about not knowing how to direct people to parking. But like I said, it ended up being a very easy process. Great. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Honestly, no. Michelle and I, right after the wedding, and even now that we've had a couple days to digest everything, there really wasn't anything we would change. It was it was perfect in so many ways. And like I mentioned at the beginning, Michelle was going to be happy with a courthouse wedding. And she's now looking back, she's like, I'm really glad we did this because now I couldn't imagine anything different. So it was truly magical. And I know that's cliche to say, especially with Disney, but it was magical in a way that I couldn't have imagined. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? I would say, I know there's lots of conversation out there about communication and it being delayed right now. Communication does pick up the, you know, the last two weeks or so before you, uh, your, your wedding date. So just be patient, trust the process. These folks know what they're doing. They've done this a million times and they're very well-versed in the wedding space. I would also say that weddings in general, there's a lot of pressure put on weddings and there's can sometimes feel like you have to put on this lavish event. And while there's things that you might splurge on and they might be important to you, you should absolutely pick the things that you want for your wedding. And just remember that the day is about what you want and Yes, you're inviting people to come with you, but they're there to celebrate you. So don't put so much pressure on the day. Perfect really comes when you're having fun. And, you know, make sure you spend some time thinking about what's going to be something enjoyable for you. That's great advice. Well, Farron, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much. I'm a big fan of the show. So it was an honor to be here. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. 
or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.